You're listening to LanguageCaster.com's World Cup Football Podcast. Welcome everybody to the show for all football fans and those interested in learning English and of course who love the World Cup. And this is our final show of the World Cup. It's all over. Spain are champions. Diego Forlan is the golden ball winner and uh, Muller is the golden boot winner. And on today's show, of course, Damien and myself will be looking back at our uh, highs and lows of the tournament. After that, we have our usual English for football phrase, our World Cup phrase of the day. And then we're going to wrap it up and finish our final World Cup podcast. Well, it's all over, but there have been so many talking points. It's actually quite hard to remember them all. I'll start with bad. As an England fan, I was obviously disappointed with my team's poor display at the competition, especially the way they seemed two yards slower than everyone else and they lacked any imagination. Also, Rooney snarling at the camera and complaining about the England supporters was not a highlight. The final was a disappointment too. Neither side inspired me. Holland were overly physical and Spain were too predictable. The empty seats at most of the group games was a scandal, but perhaps the biggest bad at this tournament was France. What a shambles. The talented side could not even get out of their group. They fell out with each other, refused to train, sulked, and Elka was sent home for swearing at the coach, and their performances on the pitch were awful. As for the good moments, I'd say some of them were Germany's fantastic displays against England and Argentina, smashing in four goals against so-called big teams. Uh, there's the distinctive sound of the Vuvuzelas. Despite the fact they drowned out most singing, they'll always be the signature sound of the 2010 World Cup. Maradona kissing his players any time they went on or came off the pitch. Chile's attacking verve. Puyol's winning header in the semi-final against Germany a real meaty, old-fashioned, powerful header which showed there was more to Spain than pretty passing. But the moment that stood out for me was Gian stepping up to take his country's first penalty in Ghana's penalty shootout against Uruguay in the quarterfinals. He had seconds before just missed a penalty, which would have put his side through to the semis, but he still had the courage to walk to the spot and lead his team. He scored, but his team went on to lose. Despite that, a truly brave player and a great moment. Sixty-four matches over thirty days, hundred and forty-five goals, seventeen red cards, two hundred and sixty yellow cards, and Spain win for the first time in their history, becoming only the eighth World Cup winner. And really that has to be my good from the tournament. True, the Spanish side scored the lowest ever total number of goals that any winning side has done before, and the fact that their final four matches all finished 1-0 suggests that they were as defensively minded as previous winners Italy. But those results don't really give the whole story. Spain passed the opposition into submission. They never panicked. They maintained their belief in their own style of play, and they were never a dirty side. When Italy won the World Cup four years ago, few young players wanted to be like Cannavaro, but now everyone wants to play like Xavi, Iniesta and Villa.
Now, for my bad, regular listeners to this show will know that we are no fans of the organisers of the World Cup, FIFA. And yet again, they are the bad guys from this tournament. They wanted to sell the fact that local fans could participate in the World Cup, but empty seats at many of the matches suggested that this did not happen. This wasn't because Bafana Bafana were knocked out early on, but the simple reason that FIFA only deals with certain sponsors. So tickets had to be bought online using a certain credit card company. Many football fans in South Africa simply do not have access to either of these ticket buying functions, meaning they were cut off from the World Cup action. Pretty bad indeed. Now for my ugly, it has to be Holland. What they did in the final was a disgrace. And not just because they tried to kick the Spanish off the pitch, but the fact that they have ruined their World Cup legacy. The losing finalists of 1974 and 1978 will long be remembered for the way they played the game. Those from 2010, not so. Next, it's English for football. Yaggity yag, an old talk bag. Yaggity yag, yaggity yag. Today's World Cup phrase of the day is the expression littered with fouls, which means that a game is full of fouls, that the game is a dirty one. Now, the World Cup final between Spain and Holland promised to be a festival of football, but instead we witnessed a game that was littered with fouls. Holland committed 28 and Spain 19. There were also 14 yellow cards in the game, making it one of the dirtiest finals in World Cup history. To be littered with fouls. Well, we don't have any more predictions, of course, but we did have our World Cup predictions battle um, privately between myself and Damien, but also open to everybody out there in the world. Thank you, everybody, for taking part, and we can uh, name our winner. Uh, Damien. Damien won the whole thing, but Tim came second with 48 points. Damien got 51, and uh, for that, Tim, you are the lucky winner of a languagecaster.com T-shirt. Well done, Tim. And thanks for everybody for taking part. Uh, we had Fitzpab and Niall and John Ramsey up there in the leaderboard too. Thanks also to the many people who left us comments throughout the World Cup. Uh, Marilyn Maduro, uh, who thought the favorite moment was listening to the England fans uh, singing their songs against Slovenia. We had Joske Hasegawa. He was very surprised that France were dumped out of the competition so early. Asami Seki, who thought Argentina would win the World Cup. Well, I'm afraid you were wrong there. Um, we also had Siobhan, who thought that Japan played uh, very well, but they missed their chance against Paraguay in the last 16. Uh, Ed, who was praising Japan uh, for playing some pretty good uh, football and leaving the competition with their heads held high. And KRS, who was supporting Holland to the end. I'm sorry, but it didn't work out. Thanks, everyone, for all of your comments. And be sure to come back when we start our new season, Season 5, in August.